It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. everyone. It's Bayana, Connie, and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. Today we are continuing our companion series by discussing all there is to discuss about Bill Potts. Bill Fields! So many Bill Fields <laughs> about my twin Bill. Yay! Yeah, so when we meet Bill, she is working at a university cafeteria. She's not a student. That's just her job. But she goes in to, like, she, I guess, like, for lack of a better word, she, like, sneaks into the lectures that the doctor gives. Because at this point in time, the doctor is, like, teaching at the university and has been there for uh, who knows how long. For how long. He doesn't even like staying in one place like that. No, but Unless anyway, he's talking. this is about her. True. Yeah. <laughs> because he's uh, stay in yeah. Victorian <laughs> England. <laughs> Right, yeah, unless he's in Victorian England and apparently a university. Um, but he also gets to teach like whatever he wants, so I guess that's like part of it. He's going to talk about whatever he wants. But anyway, um, the doctor notices that she is in the class um, and calls her into his office. And we learn about, um, we learn that like there are plenty of other people who also sneak into his class because he's a weirdo and like interesting um <laughs> but that he notices her because um and i believe he says like when when other people don't understand something they frown and when bill does it she smiles mm-hmm. um and so from then on the doctor offers to tutor her and like gets her into the school and like is like now you can you know hang out with me <laughs> uh, we're bffs now yeah so unrelated question though um, because of the way that you set this up, is auditing a class not a thing in England? Like, can you just no? no? I said I don't know. Oh, okay. Curious. Um, yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but also like, I guess you don't always want to have to. And she's a chip girl; she can't afford to audit a class. Don't right. you have to pay for that? Oh, do you? No. Yeah. Again, yeah, I have no answers. No answers. I paid for all of my classes. They were all part of my structure. (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea what the deal is. But um, I also think that is also part of the point. Um, She snuck in. Even if there was a way, like an official way for her to do it, she She snuck snuck in. in. And, like, I think that's what he enjoyed about her and, like, why he was, like, Hello. <laughs> like, even if she cho- chose to, if she had chosen to officially audit the class or take it or enroll, he would have ignored her. Yeah, it wouldn't have been as interesting to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is so, a great, like, immediate introduction to 
who her character is. Yeah. yeah. And one of the few things they get right about this season. Right. Bill is also our second black companion um, in Doctor Who, I think, ever, potentially. Maybe. Sounds about mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so like, I can't. Yeah. I think someone would have mentioned it. it we oh, would, yeah. We would know. If the, yeah, that's like, true. Oh, yeah, and that black companion from the old series, even if none of us had watched it, we'd know. Yeah. We've true. had part-time right. companions like we talked about with Mickey. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, not, no, part, uh, full-time companion. Well, yeah, she's our second full-time companion. Yeah, and our first, our fourth openly black, character. Good Lord. Fourth, yeah. Just four? Right, because Danny. That sounds about Mickey, right. Martha, Bill. I thought you were going to add Ripper. <laughs> oh, and the way your face. You're right. The way your face looked and made River. me think that Five. it was going to be Five River. Guys, we um, can't just be given Alice Kingston. Like, well, see, like it's so. So in my head, this is different, right? Like, I'm. It's not like I'm like, oh, she's invited to the cookout. I'm just like, she clearly has some black in her. And we just want. Somebody, we just need to somebody call in her line. Gates. Yeah, they've like, already somebody called in Henry Louis Gates. Family tree is lying. That's all I'm saying. Because they already called Henry Louis Gates, and he was like, "Nah." Mm. So somebody we'll, we'll lying. talk more about it. Someone's in lying. our next one. <laughs> but back back to Bill. Uh, yes, yeah, she's our first fourth black full time character. Full, yeah, I will mm-hmm. say um, as opposed because Mickey wasn't a companion, full time companion, but like still a main character yeah. um and also first queer character our first queer character i think so second second captain jack oh jack captain jack after jack yes obviously first black queer yes companion <laughs> definitely first out of the four, <laughs> of the four. really funny yeah. was my um i was in san diego this past weekend um for Father's Timey Wimey. I was in San Diego for Father's Day. And my dad was like, when do you think we'll stop being, we'll stop having to say first black? And I was like, I don't know, like 100, 200 years. And he was like, really? And I was like, well, we still got to get the first black woman president and look where we're at right now because we right. can't even get a whole white woman. <laughs> white woman in there. So, yeah. you know... Yeah. But also shout out yeah. to London Breed, who's the first African-American female mayor in San Francisco. Turn up. Which is how we started that conversation. Ah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we're going to be saying gonna be first while. black XXX companion for quite some time. Yeah. It's, oh, for sure. Like. Um, yeah. And so Bill is. Like, they make it clear off top. Or off top. They make it clear pretty early on in the first episode that she's queer. And that is like a character trait and a thing that comes up often. She gets hit on by dudes more than once. And yep. she has at least two women. Romantic. She has like some kind of like, not really, I wouldn't call them relationships because they don't get that far. Um, <laughs> but like that she romantic connection. Yeah. Thank you. So it's like, it, it be, it's a thing. I think it often ends up being um, used as like a, quit like a, it's often like a joke not like a joke but like they're quits right where like somebody yeah mentioned so, something so a guy could hit on her 
Right, the guys hit on her, and she's like, yeah, dude, I'm not into dudes. And then there's, like, the um, her mom will be like, I don't want you bringing a, a guy here. And she's like, yeah, neither do I. Uh, <laughs> although, that was one thing I had questions about, because I was, like, re-watching a couple Bill episodes. And it seems like she's pretty, like, from, from what we can, from what we largely see, like, she's very, like, um, confident in her and, like, what is the very word? open. Yeah, she's very open about her sexuality and very, like, um, secure in that. But then it also seems like she is in the closet with her foster mother. Right. Um, but it, and it is, is not clear whether it's, like, an actual, like, you know, like, whether she's, like, actually, like, nah, I, like, I already know she's not about that. And I'm trying to, you know, have a place to live. But it also seems like she, the way that she makes quips when her uh, foster mom mentions things, that it is like, that it makes it seem less like Bill hasn't told her and more like she's just like ignoring or having oblivious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or just like not paying attention. And it's not, and it's not clear. And like, I, I don't know. For some reason, it, like, I think it'd be fine. And I think it, it would be like really interesting to see someone who is like, because I think it's often the reality for a lot of queer people where they are mostly out, but then they're in the closet with certain people. Um, and so, but it didn't really feel like, and part of this is because, and we'll get into like her family and friends and like the way that her relationships aren't really set up anyway. Um, yeah. The Moffat like, trap. I think that's part of the reason <laughs> we don't actually get that nuance. Like it really just seems like her, it really seems like her, her foster mom is, is like just really obtuse and is like, shouldn't bring it. Cause she says it, you shouldn't be a guy in. And she's like, yeah, I, that's, you shouldn't worry about that. And then homegirl moves on to the next thing. Sees yeah. Penny and is like, Oh, it's just a friend. And it's like, you are that. Okay. All right. Well, I do think that sometimes like parental figures can just like, you can come out and they, and they just are like, no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Right. You know, so, yeah. but again, because it's not dealt with, we don't know. Right. And it, it's hard to tell how much is on purpose. Yeah. It's less about her foster mom's reaction and more about the fact that we don't really get much backstory between the two. So we don't know why Bill wouldn't say anything or why homegirl just seems to not understand. You know what I mean? Like it just, there a lot about their relationship is very, um, like not fleshed out at all. Which so. always to me, felt like they were setting us up for Bill's mother, real mother, biological yeah. mother. Yeah. Um, and then when we didn't get that, like I they, was mm. even more upset. Mm. <laughs> what, like, what the, the whole second half of the season could have been some sort of mother discovery, like, situation. With her dad, it except made it, better. Yeah, <laughs> like, with Rose's dad, but better. Like, it could have been an arc, you know, like, Hey, you know, I, the doctor, went back in time to get pictures of her so that Bill could have them. So, like, he just was hanging out with her mama and then didn't, there was not, nothing else, really? No. He couldn't tell some stories, couldn't hang out, hung out with her for, like, a week. Like, all right, so let me tell you about your mom. Like, even that one, that idea of one scene would have been, like, a cool thing for him to do for her. And it's like, they did the fit pictures, but, like, he's a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, why didn't yeah. we like explore that anymore instead of whatever we did yeah they I they really we like the first half did. of the season they definitely set up like builds um 
like interest and kind of like fascination with her mother and like she talks to her when she's like moving into the house she's like hanging out a picture of her she you know what i mean like she often thinks about her um and then we get like in i guess it's a little bit over half of the season but um the end of episode eight like her thinking about her mother is what saves earth Mm -hmm. from the monks or whatever yeah. But then after that, which is which was fine. But then after that, we like her mom is not brought up again. Yeah, like it's just not a thing anymore. And and if that had been the finale, then fine. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if least, it had been the finale and it had been like the thoughts of her mom saved. It's like a little bit corny, but whatever. It's the end and like cool. Yeah, everything's saved. But it was like a middle point. It was just another episode on the path to the end and had nothing to do with the actual end game and felt kind of like frustrating. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And we've talked up about the idea that um, Moffat is terrible at building companion relationships outside of the doctor and anyone who's traveling in the TARDIS. So um, the thing with Bill in the way that he does it the same again, but still somehow in always, always different ways, but <laughs> it's still the same, like lack of development, but in a different way every time. Cause Amy's was like mostly on purpose where it's like a mystery that he has to solve, like the doctor wants to solve, but that they don't really want you to notice is a mystery that he's trying to solve. Like it doesn't, it, at the end of the season, it's just like, Oh, I've been trying to figure out what's been happening with you all this time. And then with Clara, it was sort of like, well, you're the impossible girl, and, like, again, the point is that she has no story, and so the doctor's intrigued. So, like, here we go again, and, like, she doesn't, Bill doesn't have that problem, so, like, there's no mystery about her family to solve, and yet we still don't get the backstory. So it's just, like, why, again, really, Moffat? Like, the first two times, like, it was a repeat, like, all right, we repeat in this like but, but she don't got no parents storyline. Even with Amy, with she doesn't have parents. Was season five, he brought yeah. back her parents, yeah. and then we don't. See and then them we at never all. see her. So again. like he very much, unless they're like on. Screen, and then we get Rory's dad. Not, and then we get Rory's dad randomly out of nowhere. We've hey. never seen him before. All of a sudden, he's there. But he's and great. Like, and he's great, yes. but he's also <laughs> just there. You know what I mean? And so it's very much like he does not set that up. He doesn't think about that when he's thinking about the, um, like about the stories. And so it's the same with Clara. They built, bring up some stuff about her parents and then it disappears. And then like but also- at, the end of her, at the end of, um, season seven, her family comes up and you don't know who they are in relation to her. And so, and then you come here and you're like, okay, there's this foster mother, but we don't really know like how she came into her care. Like Bill is a grown woman. Now they, they imply mm-hmm. that it's really just cause like she's a millennial and doesn't have any money, which is valid. Uh, but there's <laughs> no like real exploration of their relationship in addition mm-hmm. to Bill's and how that like affects Bill's thinking and relationship about her mother. Yeah. And then like, so like none of the on earth relationships like stick at all they're very much like one-offs or like things that you need for plot it's all just for plot plot. exactly exactly i was just thinking when you were saying that too like the one time we get like backstory um for clara is very much with the parents and that leaf that further one plot point that then disappears and the same happens as bill and her mother is that it furthers that plot point with the monks and then it disappears and I think I want to, like, focus on talking about 
Bill as a character, but again, we can't escape like it's a pattern. Of yeah, Moffitt's, like Moffat's yeah. writing and his patterns and things. But like he really in the season that we get of Bill, it really felt like he was already out the door, and because yeah. um, nothing was. It was probably for me one of, if not the most confusing season of just like, what does all of this have to do with? Like, it was like, it felt like they were building up to this big mystery. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I was confused. Like, I just fizzled. I don't understand. It definitely fizzled out. Yeah. Um, I would say it's on, well, and this is saying a lot, it was on par with season seven, which <laughs> as a whole is in terms of like being a complete unit of one season is very confusing because it's split between two companions and mm-hmm. like those halves of the season are in a, in and of themselves kind of confusing stories, but separate and like a lot of one-off episodes that don't really have anything to do with each other. But I agree that like this season, it just feels like uh, Moffat was done and he just couldn't help himself when introducing all of these grand ideas and then it was just like, oh, wait, I don't actually have time to to push this into another season, which is what he did with season five um, in terms of like introducing a bunch of things and then being like, ha, there's one more mystery. And then pushing that into six and and then whatever seven was, <laughs> um, which is just very frustrating, considering how excited we were for Bill and how great she is as a character. And it's like, how do you put so much energy into because her characterization was pretty good considering Moffat and like his experience with black women and LGBT well, people. Well, I do want to point out that Thin this, Ice... On a scale. No, no, no. Well, it's it's written by a woman. Not that, not that. So Thin Ice oh, okay. um, is I'm not trying to give him best. too much credit. Yeah, no, no, no. This is not giving him credit. Thin Ice yeah. is, based, is arguably the best episode in that season. And it was written um, by a woman, right? It is written by a woman. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Bill has decent characterization in and of herself, but none of that is extended to any of the other characters around her, except for somewhat the doctor, but still even not on the same scale as any other companion, um, which I guess we can sort of transition to just talking about her relationship with the doctor and how, I don't know, I guess the, I guess the doctor has become best friends with, like, all of his companions. Except maybe Martha. (laughs) Just because their relationship was so awkward and weird. Um, And so they... They mimic that again. um, Yeah, except I think his relationship is slightly... Like, because he is her teacher and, like, her professor... Yeah. It does, like, there are oftentimes when he talks to her that it feels like he's teaching her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't always receive it. So, like, there was, um, in, in Thin Ice, there's a moment where, like, they watch this kid die. And he's like, well, you have to move on. And she's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nah, fam. Like, you can't, you can't say that. You can't talk to me like that. So there are moments where she pushes back. But often he's, like, teaching her something. And then, like, but but in some ways it is still, like, he feels responsible for her in the same way that he often does for all of his companions, um, and she also follows him, not necessarily blindly, because 
and we'll like get into the questions, but she has a lot of questions. So she'll ask, even if she's like down to do whatever, but she still has that faith that like the doctor is going to save us or whatever. Um, that pretty much all companions tend to have. Yeah. I also think that the, um, episode, I can't remember the name where she's moving in with her friends. Um, and she introduces him. Sorry. Knock, knock. Yeah. Knock, knock. And she introduces him as her grandpa and he gets kind of like grandpa, you know, and it's a running joke, but I do feel like there is that like, yes, there's a professorial, um, type of relationship, but there also is this like familial, not Mm -hmm. quite best friends the way that he was with Amy or Clara. Um, and definitely not love interests like Rose or (laughs) Or Amy. Or, early Amy. <laughs> or, I was going to say, or like Martha wanted. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But, and not equal. I always felt like Donna, they were like equal. Yeah. There was a best friend yes. thing, but like Donna was never in awe of him the way mm-hmm. that the others were. So I did feel like there was, it kind of reminded me of the few like classic who things that I've seen or like read about where he's traveling with like a granddaughter you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that was a lot of it in terms of like harking back to, uh, is that, yeah, harking is yeah. the right word. Um, harking back to some classic stuff. And I think that was sort of the lead up to the Christmas special, which we yeah. already know we have feelings about. You can go listen to that episode so we don't rant about it here. But um, oh, we're going to rant I, about it. I have some. I, I have some um we will revisit points yeah but no there was a moment in the in the pilot ha 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 because it's also the first episode but um yeah where it's like the like he looks at bill and then he looks at the picture of his granddaughter yeah Mm -hmm. so there Mm -hmm. are like i mean i guess it's mostly i didn't watch again i didn't watch the entire season over again but that definitely yeah showed up in that moment and i think just the idea of him being a teacher to begin with is very um classic who just from what people have explained to me about it in terms of like being slightly more educational in the early seasons and like being a you know him the the doctor with his granddaughter and like being familial and stuff like that so i think those were all purposeful callbacks to earlier who where it was less we're BFFs who have sexual tension <laughs> occasionally <laughs> which is what a lot of Knew who has been. Knew who has been. Um, So I think that is what they were trying to sort of pivot away from in a way. But also I think that um, some of the professorial let me pass, you know, on these words of wisdom is also partially on it being 12's last season also. And Mm -hmm. them sort of like putting... Giving him all the monologues. Yes, like giving him this like last chance to be great and be... Yeah, some of the, you know, the finale with, you know, these are the things you need to be, be ki- always be kind, which is a great sentiment. And like, it's been memefied and things like that. But it was just a little too much in context of what was happening for me. Um, but it was all in, in honor and support of it being Capaldi's last season, I think also was sort of. I think his relationship with Bill. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, so like in the doctor feeling obviously like responsible for Bill, he does, he sacrifices himself for her. So 
in the oxygen episode, which I actually forgot about until I was rewatching and saw it like in the previously or whatever. So he goes blind because he saves Bill from, um, Mm -hmm. from like losing, from dying basically in space and it messes with his eyes. And while I, you know, we can talk where we have talked about that particular plot point, but just like the fact that he did sacrifice himself for her and then does not tell her that she's blind or that he's blind. Mm. But then when she finds out, she finds out in a moment of crisis where she's like, well, you have to be able to see because you can't die because otherwise then we're like really doomed. So then she ends up in some ways trading the, the world, like giving the world up to the monks in order for Mm. the doctor to be able to see again. Um, which ultimately was her playing the long game and not necessarily like not literally sacrificing herself or sacrificing the world for him. But yeah. in some ways, like short term wise, that is what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean that, you know, it goes back to just being like, he's the one who can save us. Right. And so, yeah. I think the other thing I didn't, and I'm now thinking about that through the lens of Infinity Wars, which is probably not fair to anyone. But <laughs> um, Trolley problem. <laughs> right. But I do think that we had this moment, and I can't really remember. I want to pull up like the um, episode list, where I felt like she was she was doing that whole like I'm a nobody or who am I thing, I'm not smart, I'm not whatever. And we'd gotten past that. Mm. And I feel like, was that on Smile or? I don't remember that. I feel like it happens before she trades her. Maybe that's when, I don't know. No, I don't. I feel like early on her main thing was like, because she was so excited about the world or like about like the TARDIS and being able to travel in time and space. I think at least to me, the way I interpreted it was very much like, her then having to come to terms with the horror of it. So like in smile, she like finds these people who have been disintegrated and they're like finding their bones and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is terrifying. And then, and then I, she sees the, her first person die. Like, so she's in it. So like, I, it seems like like the first kind of two episodes for her was just grappling with that, you know, like mm-hmm. grappling with, Oh, there's horror in this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's an interesting point to make because it happens with all the companions. Like, it's usually, you know, their second episode and it's just like, it's no longer, second or third episode, it's like, wow, this is no longer as fun as it was that one time. But I feel like it was a consistent thing with Bill where it was like her um, excitement for the world and her curiosity was constantly being, like, confronted by the terribleness of the world, which in retrospect is an interesting choice for the first black gay companion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I think mean, she might know the world is pretty bad. Right. Um, and now it's just like, well, oh, it's the whole universe. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously black was, queer people do not need to learn. Is. Yeah. It's like, right. she can barely travel to these places that we taken her. So what are we doing here? Well, like I've also thought, so just kind of getting into her, actually traveling in time um when the doctor first at like after their first adventure um and they decide to sneak behind nardal's back um we will not talk about him yet but when they decide to go on the first adventure the doctor asks her where she wants to go and she said someplace happy 
Or she said the future because she wants to see if it's happy. Yeah. So like she knows the past <laughs> is not good for her. And so she's like, I want to go somewhere in the future. Obviously it ends up not being happy. And it like, in some ways her saying that was supposed to be a nod on the fact that the episode's called smile. And then you have to smile with the emojis and all that kind of stuff to not die. But like on the other yeah. hand, it's also like, I yeah. want to see if the future is somewhere that's safe for me. Right. Right. And it's not, Oh, guys, awesome. it's just terrible <laughs> that the places where it is least safe for her, the episodes where she faces the most danger are in the future. The episode Let's where she shot is in the but future. But not there yet. Um, Listen. Well, that's all that matters. Allegedly. <laughs> we can argue that it's from racism, though. Blue lives matter. I'm ready to fight. Let's do it. Not fight y'all. Let's fight Moffat. <laughs> we, we hear. We out here. In yeah. the streets. Uh, meet us in Temecula. Um, <laughs> but yeah. As I told my friend the other day, so we sad. just want to talk. Just want to have a nice conversation. Just have some conversation. Yeah, just have some words. Down to tea. <laughs> um, I will say, though, that one of the things about Bill's whole run is how, like for a minute there, I was like, is this, is she Rory 2.0? Like, leave her yeah. alone, you know? Kill her. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that that was one of the biggest mistakes of the season. We were so excited for her, and then the way that they introduced her, she was so lovely and full of life. And I think maybe they they were thinking like, oh, won't it, wouldn't it be pretty like interesting to see this very happy, positive person constantly being shat on, and how they would, <laughs> you know? But like, not taking into account that like as a black queer woman like she's always been shat on and so it's a conscious decision for her to be bubbly and asking questions and curious like she doesn't mm-hmm. we don't need to see trauma put upon her because her identity already comes prepackaged with trauma right and you it's know just the it's obviously the matter of who's writing it um yes. <laughs> and then the idea of like colorblind casting which we talk about in like the Harry Potter sense for those who listen to Wizard Team in terms of Sarah, Sarah Pickery. Oh my! Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so for anyone not listening, for who doesn't know Harry Potter or has refused the Fantastic Beasts of it all, Serafina Pickery is a black woman in nineteen what twenties mm-hmm. America. She's the president. President of the American Magical Community, which you know, just <laughs> the magical community also includes Muggles who are racist, mm-hmm. um, just ninety percent likely to be racist. So it's just the idea that like they color blindly cast Bill, or like they cast Pearl Mackey, and we're like, okay, great, we get our you know diversity quota for the, my and last. I think they season. were looking for a woman of color, right? If I remember correctly, or maybe not. Maybe that's something else. I think that they were, but they didn't look for a woman of color to put in the writer's room. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely That's going too far. Oh, yes. It has to be, you know, Moffat and Gaddis uh, writing it up or whatever. Moffat and Gaddis about British colonialism. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, life was yes. so much better when it when the sun never set on the British Empire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's take it to or, Mars. Yes, let's take it to the entire galaxy. <laughs> um, but it's just like 
people who are cast making these casting decisions are like, okay, even if they did want a woman of color, it's like, okay, but did you fix... They, like, made a couple of changes that are very clearly related to Bill's race. But, like, they're, they're not grappling with the weight of the casting choice. So, like, yeah. I think that these are comments and, like, jokes they would have made if they'd cast an Indian woman or an Asian woman, you know, like they are, they're, they are about race and about being a black person traveling back in time and about a racist making racist comments and the doctor punches him in the face, which mm-hmm. is like good on you, whatever, but it's not very specific to her identity and, of who and she it's... is. And so it's just like, all right, let's copy and paste. Let's, you know, we could trade out any woman of color for this, position and it would have made just as much sense yeah despite and, like and it's so despite funny. and they, and they uh, want their cookie at the same time though yeah because was, it's so and, funny because i'm thinking about when we first watched that episode and like we were talking about oh we're cautiously optimistic but i was excited i was like wow they actually acknowledged that like it's not Cal- safe for bill and all that kind of stuff and then i right, rewatched yeah. it again and like recently and was like they don't they still don't really do like they have that line where Bill's like, uh, is it cool if it's safe for me to walk around? The doctor's like, Oh, you're right, I don't know. And he's like and she's like, Well, how do I stay out of trouble? And he's like, Well, I'm not the person to ask, which is true, <laughs> but also does not really answer her question in that like mm-hmm. it after that they move on and then she just goes and changes and is <laughs> fine and then they have it's that just like black girl who's there. Who's it's in just charge? Like code. And then homeboy is racist, and he punches them in the face. But at least, like, it was really like us grasp, like, getting, like, grasping for at straws, right? Like, at least he acknowledges that racism exists, right? Or like, versus <laughs> like, versus just being like, why would you get carted off as a slave? That that makes no sense. You know what I mean? So like, but then like, really watching it again, it's like, oh, these are baby steps. And then him talking about history is a whitewash. Like he said it one time. These are all baby steps. Yeah. And then the like one black person in the uh in, in British army in the uh in the Mars, Mars. Episode, yeah just fought for like fought against because he was like there were no black people in the British army lies <laughs> I just yeah so it's just it's like it's one yeah. of those things in case you guys like, are wondering you listeners at home that that is the falsehood Maury um, determined that that was a lie um but yeah so it's just like it's interesting to like talk about it now like much further after when we were talking about it when it first happened and us being like excited about it versus like seeing it now and being like "Mm, that's still like baby steps like yeah from the bare minimum yeah Yeah, we had so much hope for the rest of the season yeah I, i also think that like we didn't get it wasn't consistent you know um because, again, I just I just want to they would not they would not have shot her yeah. if if there was a person of color in the writing room or a black person. With and I know the power to say no. So the first time <laughs> in oxygen, so before she gets no. shot by the blue person, there's a moment where she gets called racist by a blue person. Yes, yes. yes. And I remember that happening and being like, mm, that's that's not. Great. That doesn't make sense. And then, then she gets shot by one. So then it becomes like, and it's the same species, even, right? I'm yeah. pretty sure it's the same species. So then it becomes even worse. 
And I think, like, for me, the biggest, my biggest problem with it, I mean, there's so many problems with it, but, (laughs) like, how, where do we begin? But, like, (laughs) was that, there was no, it was like, oh, and and I I try really hard to be like, okay, this is not set in America, you know, whatever, but. I, again, go back to when we landed in London for the cursed child, they're the Black Lives Matter protest. So they're not oblivious to the facts of... And some of that stuff happens there, too. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. They're not oblivious to the fact of life of that happening in their own country. But also, from a marketing standpoint, like, they know that this is going out in America, and America is the biggest market. They were very, they were very excited to break into America. If you remember the like, the doctor goes west of it all, the New York premiere, yeah, Comic Cons, right. and all these things. So, if you're writing for a global audience, you should have global, not like, not like, not that you have to change your, you know, but you should just be aware. You should have global awareness if you're writing for a global Which audience. Which is like just the biggest chunk of irony in that this season is the one that kind of talks about colonialism the most as Bayana was saying mm-hmm. and literally the sun will never set on the British aware. Empire but it's like it, the sun will never set on the British Empire which is like the whole point is that the British Empire is literally everywhere still even if it's not empire like yeah. the results of colonialism are still here and they are still present and they're still, like, with the British. Like, there's no, yeah. like, that's in the past. We can't, we don't understand what's happening. Like, you are still a global idea. So, yeah. like, the fact that they cannot think globally in their storytelling outwardly, or I guess, like, inwardly, like, bringing that, the idea of those other countries into Britain, even in storytelling, is just so ironic. I mean, is it like, cause I think too, it's like, I think it just is what like Moffat and Gaddis, like if you just think on Moffat's run, the number of Victorian episodes, <laughs> like he really fucks with that fashion. Like that's just real. He was like, I know <laughs> that's what? his aesthetic. That's, that's his aesthetic. Like Listen, even when I, they're not like, even like too. when it's nothing's ha- going Honestly. on, even they're not in Victorian era, it has that like. Yeah, it's that thing. Like that's what he likes, and so he's, he's like, uh, "Let's talk about. Let's take. What if we had Victorian soldiers on Mars, and let's have them drinking tea and calling each other old chap under an ice cap? Like it's just written <laughs> like trying to colonize Mars, and the Doctor not being like, hold up, Leia. Instead, he's like, no, let's have peace. You guys should just coexist together. Like no, motherfucker, you should get off out. our planet, <laughs> kick their asses off the damn planet. Like get Bye. the. So it's just like, and then also only painting one per but one person as like the real bad guy, right? Like they're not really, they like want to address things with not without really addressing them, yeah. Because they don't want to then go ahead and um, be critiquing themselves or all of Britain, um, <laughs> and so then it becomes it's like because Bill is a little, like here's somebody was saying now. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm tired. One of us. But one, one of us said, like, because Bill is a woman of color and she's a black woman and she's queer, they're like, we have to bring these things up. And so let's try to do it in our storytelling. But they're not actually, like, interrogating anything. They're yeah. just like, this is there. Also, um, 
And Connie brought this up. The only one that suffers is Bill. Sorry. The only one that suffers is Bill, but then also, like, the only time we see any instance of overt racism is in the past. Yeah. And like, right. It, and then it, when they go to the future and it's the blue guy, he's just like, oh, well, now you're racist against aliens. And like, like it's shifted. Which also, that's not how racism works. Not at so all. So we've shifted the racism and it just like has passed off to someone else. But it's not still present with black people because there were, were other black people in that episode as well, mm-hmm. like in the future. And mm-hmm. they didn't say nothing. They like, I don't, still had no interaction with the other black the people. Other people. In any of, like, no, especially when she's, like, like, I get if you're just, like, happen to be in, like, you're in the same time and you're, like, if you're in your regular time and, like, knock, knock or whatever. Like, I think, I don't think there are any black people. I think there were just other women of color, but, like, mm-hmm. in that situation, there was a, there was a, but if you're, like, literally in the past or literally in the future, like, not in your time, you're on a space station and you see another black person, like, I'm gonna have, especially Bill, who has a thousand questions. At least questions. a nod. Can we just at least, at least talk nod. about the fact that I was in Indiana for four years. That is in this country. That is not in a different solar system. And every time I saw a black person, it was a party. It was like, <laughs> hey, fam, what's up? How are you? I'm living. How are you living? <laughs> Welcome you to okay? my life now. We're best friends. <laughs> every time we were at a party, it wasn't even like we're best friends, but every time we're at a party, you good? Yes. You good? Yes. Check back in with you later. Because right. I know it'll switch up. That's it. Because <laughs> we that's ain't all you need. They, they didn't have to have like a full, like, we're black. You're, I'm black. You're yep. black. We're great here. It could just be like a, hey, what's going on? We're brothers. We're happy. Like, and we're singing. <laughs> and especially still, I'm sure she'd be like, how did you get here? Like, yeah, what's up questions. with your family? She'd be so like, curious about it. Yeah. yeah. She's got questions yeah days and none of them were ones that like and some of them were good questions not to say that they weren't good questions but some but it just felt like there were missed opportunities in some situations oh definitely so many so many many. i i wonder now i mean we still have a i'm assuming he's white male show showrunner um but I wonder if they do like a post mortem, and <laughs> and try to think like, okay, here's where we're gonna, you know, switch things up. Fix but things. where are they? Where besides this podcast and occasional tweets, where do they get this feedback from to know that they did something wrong? Is where I feel like the answer is no. <laughs> Or even if they do get have one, they're not going to be able to address the issues is there that anyone we specifically in the room had with the power to say, "Hey, y'all fucked up here." Right. Um, these are the questions. Yeah. Um, also, let's go here. Nardal. Um, no, before oh, Nardal. So let's talk about. <laughs> so we've sort of talked about her blackness in the past and the future. And then, like, there aren't any queer people in the past or the future that she encounters. She encounters um, um, at least one in the episode, the Eaters of Light. So it's like the Romans and the Celts or whatever. And that yes. one Roman is flirting with her. And she's yes, like, yeah, yes. I don't like dudes. And he's like, wow, you only like one gender? That's wild. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yes. Like, that's, yes. that's, but again, it's a quip. It's not like a, like... Yeah, they don't actually, like, deal with it. Um, besides, like, look, we did it. Yay. Right. But 
there are a couple Mary of like the- things about her being a woman that comes up too, but like again, like quips are like, oh, this person is just sexist. Yeah. But like thinking about that and like the two people in the present that she becomes attached to, um, <laughs> just being choosing my words carefully for the one. I know, I just like, uh, I love the word choice. You love who you love, no matter their race, but it's just an interesting, it's interesting to me that they f- forced, they forced her to go off with Heather, who was white, and poor Penny, okay. the other black girl, <laughs> gets the shaft. Like, she just I, doesn't even no, get any attention, and it's just like... Not to say that, like, you have to pair, you know, they already paired the spares with Mickey and Martha and it made no sense. So, like, not to say that, like, oh, she had to be with Penny because she's black. But it's just, like, on top of all the other sort of, like, ways that they thought that they were doing something and then they weren't. It's just one more thing where it's just, like, this random white girl... Well, the problem who you talk is to that for one episode, exactly. as opposed to Penny, who even if you don't remember those dates from, you know, no, she remembered those dates, right? Well, no, so, they so, no, so one of them, so they weren't real. They were in like a simulation. And so then when the doctor called Bill and he was oh. like, call Penny, and she's like, oh, Penny's out of my league or whatever. And th- the doctor's like, nah, some shit's about to go down. Call your girl. She's not out of your league. And then it's not really clear whether she did that. But first of all, Bill and Penny obviously go together. Like they just look like a couple. So let's just get that out of the way. Um, Second of all, so I was like watching when I was rewatching, I was like rewatching just to see like, okay, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe Heather was in more like, no, she, she had her full arc and Bill was really sad about it. But by the time the next episode came, she did not, Think about We're talking about it. Was it open? They didn't even did bring her up. up. Was it like, randomly like, crying like, like Amy was when Amy lost Rory? The first, oh, I couldn't remember it at all. And so right. I think that's the thing. And it, it, and it goes back to Moffat not really understanding how to write relationships. Is like of any kind, like platonic, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Familial. Familial. <laughs> like none of them, unless the person is right there on the screen on the page, he cannot do it. Um, because he does not, there are no hints other than that last, like, oh, I don't think this tear is mine, mine. but that was in the first episode and then it doesn't right. come back up until the last episode. And so then you're like, Heather, why Heather? 13 weeks later. Really? Like, like we're supposed to believe that's how we meet Penny. Cause she literally, they, got, they didn't like, like with, with Heather, like they didn't. So there, there is like a time lapse in the first mm-hmm. episode. So yeah. they, but it doesn't seem like they didn't really go on dates. It didn't seem like Bill really saw her. It was more it like Bill, every time Bill saw her, each she other. was out of her way to talk to her. And like, they flirted. Yeah. It didn't yeah. seem like half that it really went anywhere. And like, it seemed like when Bill was upset towards the end, it's cause like this girl who she had a crush on is dead. And like, it doesn't have to be like, I loved her. It's just like, that shit is disturbing. Yeah. Right. Like that it could be sad even in a platonic sense. And then, so, okay, we add that she really liked her. But that uh, still does not mean, like, they go together like we go into space together. That's Forever. like, oh, I still want to go to coffee with you some more to find mm-hmm. out who you are. I want to stalk you on Facebook a little bit. I want to like, change. I'm going to change species. <laughs> yep. And become. Permanently. Sentient oil. Yep. 
Do you want to? Do I want to? Do we want to talk about that now? Her death now, or do we want to wait? Well, what else do we have? Nardal. We have. Well, listen. we have. We also have. Um, what else do we have? I have Maybe one thing have, to say about Penny. Maybe you only have Nardal. We we do. Well, I think we only have Nardal left, but I have one more thing to say about Penny, which Go I said ahead. before we press play. How do you create a character so fly and misuse her? <laughs> I was instantly Team Penny. Okay. I was immediately like, oh, I'm okay. Like, like, yes. We're doing this? We got, we got somebody in. out here? I'm Please. in. Like, what? I've already bought tickets. I don't even know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know where the show is, but I'm a fan. And it just goes back to, again, and like, we keep saying it ad nauseum, but it's just the more we watch it, and I just really hope that it's something different. There are like three companions next season, and I just hope it's different in that... We have like the show Moffat forgot, especially after Amy Rory, which I think was like the closest he got to the idea that like the humans around the companion keep the doctor helping the companion stay alive. Like it's because of humanity. It's not because he loves this one person. However, he loves them. It is because he loves them and he loves the people around them enough to want to bring them back. And it is very evident in, wow, it's very evident in the last two companions that he had who both just kind of die and like go off into space because we've talked about how we'll get into Bill's death being repetition, but like her exit was just also repetition in that both of these characters Uh. do not have family to go home to on Earth. And so it was super easy for them to just be lifted off into space. And it was easy for the doctor, oil. right, to just, like... like Let them go. Clara, so not that, not but then also, like... So Clara, like, went off on her own and did some shit behind the doctor's back. So, like, there really wasn't nothing he could do about that, right? Like, that's how he died. But, like, Bill died because the doctor had her go off on the thing with Missy, who was not, not ready. Uh-uh. And, like, Missy wasn't the reason that Bill died, but... She was, like, learning how to be the doctor. You don't take a human to go and do this, like, test run with, like... And she's new. Bill she's yeah. technically still new. Right. Like, you don't do that. Send Nardal's ass. Like, he could die twice. <laughs> but, like, I just... He could die ten times. I don't, I don't understand. He literally could, though. Like, he's an android. Like, he's not real. Let him go. <laughs> Let him go. And, and so, just to go for all the way back to, when we first meet the doctor and he's teaching at the school that Bill works at a large reason why he's staying put is to keep watch on Missy's prison, I guess. And Mm -hmm. Nardal is there to help him keep, (coughs) keep track of Missy. So ipso facto, I don't know if that's the right place for that, (laughs) but either way, if Nardal is there as like another prison guard basically when you want missy to go off on her own send Nardal. Send Nardal. Hmm? don't send the human don't even ask they'll become no right and so it's just like it's so it's just such a repetition that neither of them had real families or like they had pop in and out families that like came up as plot demanded and so like their their ends match that because even i was rewatching. Amy and Rory's end, which I know Robin hasn't seen yet, but the idea of their ending is that, listen, like, all right, Rory gets taken and Amy's like, me too, because that's who she loved and she wants to stay with him. And that's her person on Earth who she wants to 
stay with. Like, I feel like at least in that one relationship, he sort of got it. Not as well as, like, RTD did, but, like, then look what happened. We get these school companions who just basically die because they have no one at home who the doctor is like, I'm going to fight for you to get back home. Right. And that just really frustrates me because it just sort of mean, b- means Bill was really alone also. And that's why she was so happy and so willing to go off into space. And I just need the next the next season and to like sort of undo that. And, she had a friend, but then, like, she never came up again. Like, they almost became roommates, and then some shit went down, and then they she never comes up again. And then the roommates that she did meet... They don't really become friends either. Like, I was like, oh, stop. We about to have a crew. Okay. Right. No. no. It was there one were just episode. so many missed opportunities where it's like, oh, we could have followed up on that and had a better story than whatever we came up with. But they needed to spend time on Nardal. We needed to know what was going on with him. Fucking Nardal. How was I going to go to sleep at night not knowing <laughs> if Nardal was okay? Even well, sometimes now perfect. I think, I stop and I think, how's Nardal doing on that ship slash planet guys our next episode is going to be talking about nardal as a companion because he was a full-time companion you know yeah obviously we need to talk about him in a whole separate episode no but what we will do is talk about how it's river's fault next episode we'll talk about nardal next episode and it'll be about fucking river out here (laughs) like here nardal i know i'm dead but go hang out with the doctor that won't get on anyone's nerves Oh, I don't know why you're being so rude about Nardal. I mean, I just think he was a very well, integral so, part. So it's really funny <laughs> is that, so I like randomly, I didn't have, have space right now. <laughs> what's really funny is I had, um, I was doing something that like I needed to listen to a podcast for and I didn't have any to catch up on. So I just like went back to the first Tarbus episode and I was really kind to him back then. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't really know why he's here, but like, we'll see. And, and he's, you know, the he's the obligatory white dude on the TARDIS. And, like, uh, that's annoying. But okay, we'll see. And, like, towards the end, I was very much like, I don't like him. But I still, I feel like it was still nice compared to now. <laughs> but now, like, and it was funny because I was also, when I was re-watching I was the first like... episode with my sister, um, she was like, I, I don't mind Nardal. Like, I don't get why you don't like Nardal. And I'm like, it's just, like, the principle. After a while, he just gets so annoying. And nothing he does is necessary. Like someone else could do those things. You could easily write him out. And and like, if there's a character where you can just easily write them out, then what is the point of that character? Yeah. It's literally useless because he doesn't add anything to the relationships or the plot. Right. Yeah. I remember being much more generous because I was like, it's Matt Lucas and it's kind of, they're trying to do the whole James Corden thing that they did last time. Like, you know, he's a big name there or whatever. I know, I know, but I just remember... And I actually did not hate Nardal in, uh, what you called it? The, re- the Wedding the of Whatever song. song. I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But then it's just when he's sticking around, I'm like, why? Why? For that. I didn't ask for it. Me, personally, I didn't. I, I don't think that anyone did. I think we already, we took a Maybe poll. Matt Lucas asked for it. I don't know. <laughs> Hard to tell if he asked for it. Hard to tell if he asked for it. He might not have asked for it either. Um, he might have been like, oh, cool, I'll do it this once. And they're like, oh, you want to stick sure, around? I'll come back. Like, sure. I mean, you don't say no. Right. Honestly, you don't say no. I would say no. Um, 
And it's like, as Robin has previously explained, like, he's popular in the UK, and it was sort of like, not even just the James Corden of it all, the, the, um, Catherine Tate of it all, where it's just like, okay, this famous person, but like, they don't even, in the sense of like, so at least Donna gets like, emotional weight, you know? So like, they were able to show off Catherine Tate's acting ability, and they're like, okay, she can be really funny and really cool, but also she can, um like, match the doctor, she can match Tennant's emotional gravity when it needs to, and also switch on a dime. Like, that ability was something that they both recognized and, like, brought something to the show that was needed. Chemistry. Yes. Who did Nardal have chemistry with? (laughs) Not even himself. His bald head. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... If they were trying to recreate season four, the idea of a comedic actor on Doctor Who, like, wow, let's, like, bring this person in. Like, at least give him emotional, to do. like... But then also, like, how about just give him focus acting. your... How about just focus your writing on Bill, who is the full-time, who is the main companion? Like, why does it have to be the Doctor, Bill, and Nardal? Why can't it just be Bill on her own? And, like, I understand, like the whole idea about the ensemble cat and like whatever like I get that um but I also just don't care <laughs> if it had been someone better if it had been Penny it'd be different or Shit, if they Penny, picked up Heather Penny on the TARDIS Penny can come on my TARDIS anytime she can take Danny's seat <laughs> absolutely but like even Danny if they even had, had a seat he didn't have well a seat. like the seat that would have been his but that right. was his before he actually showed up on the show when they right. announced him, he had a seat and then he gotcha. showed up and was like, nah, fam. And you were like, nah, sorry, we actually don't have no room here. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Got it. It's bigger on the inside, though. Nah, son. <laughs> nah, son. No space. Um, no space. But, like, even if they had picked it's up Heather, taken. who, like, maybe then I would have believed that she was useful and, like, that Pe- Bill actually liked her enough mm-hmm. to sacri- like, yeah. sacrifice her humanity because, like, she was already gone. But, like, she basically was like, you can choose being human or you could be with me. And Bill chose, like, if the only choice was to be with her, maybe then I might have understood, like, she chose all right, Bill, to you be, gonna go off. My thing is, she chose she, to be with Heather to see the travel in space and time, which she could have just become human and traveled with a doctor. Mm-hmm. And got home. But, oh, she didn't. Okay, let's go here. She didn't know the doctor would regenerate because they didn't pass that information along. I need the doctor to stop not telling his people that. Cause that makes no sense. His whole like reluctant. This sorry, we talked about this already. I'm gonna leave it. It's fine. Um, Just kidding. So Bill is is shot in the chest by, by a blue, blue man. man, and I don't. Again, I'm, not, we, I'm still angry. We we yeah, have this. We I did just discuss it. that the UK absolutely knows about Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives being a thing like I can't imagine that ha- also hasn't passed along I don't know if their cops were blue but I can't imagine that hasn't passed along but it's 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 the combination it's like it, it's just a lot of things stacked on top of each other it's like she was shot in the chest just during a time if this episode had come out t- five years ago no that's wrong ten years ago maybe like it was still happening but it wasn't like this national like phenomenon of like everyone's watching it all the time so like maybe then it would have been like all right i can excuse your ignorance about this but so that happens and it's traumatizing and it's just like i'm sorry what and then 
It's like, okay, let's turn her into a Cyberman, Absolutely. which we which just did just with our did last that. black companion. Okay. Black character. He wasn't a companion. He can't come. <laughs> he's not invited. He's not on the TARDIS. He had to die like that and become a Cyberman, but he's not invited on the TARDIS. Right. And then Homegirl is not allowed to have emotions. She's told she's too angry because she died and that mm-hmm. she has to calm down. Yep. And I just. Everybody's afraid of the big bad black girl, Cyberman. Who's a Cyberman and technically silver, but like we can still see that she's black. So it just. There are no black people in the writer's room. There are no black people in the directors on set. No one's black in the editing room where it's like maybe we should cut one of these lines at least. They're just. And, I, and I'll say no black people with the power to say no, because I want to yeah. remember that, you know, you can't have a black person in the room, but if they're but the they're, lowest person on the totem pole, <laughs> their ability to say no and be like, I actually think that you're wrong and that this is incorrect might be in jeopardy if we want them to stay in the room and, yes. have, and be able to move up and have the ability to say no later in their career. So I just want to point that out. But... Like, come on. Like at that point, like, as you're saying that, and I'm like, yes, I completely agree, like, with everything you're saying. I'm also thinking, but then at this stage of the game. white people should also know. White (laughs) A white person should have said no. Mm -hmm. They should also know. It it was so (laughs) tone deaf that it was like, you're doing this on purpose. You do not give a fuck. Someone brought it up, and you just decided, nah. I'm still in the, and like, like I can't believe that optics. stage, but I understand, like, I want to, I technically want to be where you are, but, like, I'm still in the, like, I cannot believe that we did, like, stacked on top of each other reasons why this plot should not have happened. And so my thing is, is like, even without the optics of it, and even without the, like, recycling of, um, like, plot, story plots for different characters and stuff, like, just the fact that, like, they fought killing her in the second to last episode of the season of her only season that they of her was only, be her and only knowing season. it's her only season is ridiculous. I also think that like Moffat just likes tragic endings for his companions because Amy and Rory didn't have to go out the way that they did. Clark Correct. was fine, but I feel like having one tragic ending for out of four of your companions, I think that's enough. Like, and it doesn't have to be tragic in the same way. Like, why is it all if somebody's dying? Why does it have to be so graphic and violent? Like, it could really just be like, dude, I'm ready to go. Or like, could have just been ready to go. Bill is exactly the type of character who would have been like, this was great. You are fantastic. I love you, but I'm going to go and hang out with my girlfriends. I have more than one. (laughs) Like, she's exactly that character. My closet, it's amazing. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, I'm styling, I'm on fleek. Like, you know, I gotta go. Why? Yeah, like, it literally all of who, no companion has been like, I'm just, well, except for Martha. Martha's the only companion who's been like, I'm done. See you later. And if if we're recycling all the other plots, Let's recycle the black with the black character did last time. <laughs> with some agency. Let's choose that one as opposed to becoming a cyber. Right, I hate that's the, also the difference between That's also the difference between Clara's death and, I mean, Clara's death and Bill's death, right? It's like Clara Which didn't parallel. Die. She didn't yeah. do it on purpose, but like she did have agency in how that happened. Whereas like Bill just happened to be standing there. Yeah. 
and there then happened no to be rolled into a room. Then she happened. happened and then she's made a Cyber Man out like without her consent. So like it's just yeah. all nothing happens to Bill in her entire season that she has complete agency over. Things are happening to her. People are making decisions around her, and it doesn't jive well with me, with the character that they created of Bill and that characterization that she wouldn't be able to shout out Hermione Granger in the Quarter Life Crisis, write her own ending. Like, just one episode where she says, nah, this is what we gonna do, and follows it all the way through, and then not some random something... I don't know. But also, like, the fact that so many terrible things happened to her throughout the season and that they were so out of control of her control would have also made her making a decision to leave an interesting ending because it would have been like, oh, but don't you want to travel with me? No, you put my life in terrible danger. And, like, yell at the doctor. Like, we don't get it. Um, like, we get that. Like, Rory was like, you make people a danger to themselves. And, like, the whole point of... What's his face? Danny. Danny is that like the doctor is dangerous, but so little of that is the companion making that decision. And like, it's here and there. It's like very and, like, occasional she him it... for a moment, like in mm-hmm. thin ice, but it's more about his reaction to death versus like, and that's just because she's still getting to know him. And once she yeah. figures that out and there's never another kind of discussion about that. Yeah. And so like her making a, a, a solid choice to be like, Hey, you put me in too much danger and I don't want to do this anymore. It was fun, but don't call me no number who this like (laughs) would have been an interesting ending and something that they hadn't done before, but no. I think we should write Dr. Who. Obviously. BBC America. Hit us up. Call us. Black and nerds at gmail.com. Make Dr. Who black as fuck. Yes. Not even that. Like just not hella white. Not exactly. I was gonna say. I was like, not even black as fuck. Just not yeah. hella white. Not hella white. <sighs> I want to see Rob the Jaffrey as my doctor. First <laughs> off, I want a full musical episode. Oh, one oh. more time with feeling. You know, okay. mm, singing I, and dancing. I can't write that. So, can't, I, I just want characters and companions <laughs> that actually do some shit and aren't just like treated terribly. Yes, and are and are and are actually like developed in a way that makes sense, and are not and have like, families, and don't end up in Victorian London every two seconds. True. <laughs> that's that's a con- that's a staple. That's not going yeah. away. <laughs> Which is also it's can we just say though that Victorian London was sh- a shitty place to be, black, white, whatever. Okay. <laughs> why are we trying to go back there? Unless you were like because the it's the of height the of, the, of the British Empire. That's why. <laughs> I mean, unless you are literally going to be in the Queen's Court or whatever, like miss me. Yeah, listen, miss me with it. I, I also don't I think the doctor the should be able to go back because there's too much. He's traveled there too much. So, like, what year can you go to where you aren't crossing your own time stream? Because London is not that big, like. Hey. He's already, like, like, in present-day London. I've already, like, given myself a brain wrinkle thinking about how many versions of the Doctor are in current-day London. So, like, (laughs) I don't need... Victorian London, it's wild. Ooh, Ooh, if he can't go to 1938, New York, he definitely can't go to Victorian London anymore. 
Um, so hopefully she doesn't. <laughs> um, let's just, before we move on to um, our next episode, which is about River, who is not a black companion, despite many years me thinking that she was somewhat, somewhere in the mix there, a somewhere black companion. Um, <laughs> let's just say a quick uh, TARDIS prayer for our newest black companion, who um, next time, after we're done with the companion series and the next season starts, we'll still chug along and see how these episodes do um but we are getting a new black companion and i just want to say a little tarnished prayer that they you don't get treat... shots yeah. yeah can we wait can we talk about bill's death i mean we have already but there was something i had to look up because you know the question that the okay. christmas special brings up is was she actually dead right i still don't know so it's i looked dead. it up is so i looked it up right pilot no, so so I looked it up because I was like, is she dead? So then it says, so this is on the uh, TARDIS wiki. Wait, give a on, reminder of what happened for so and so so after after I, the not, after not Bill goes off with Heather, she becomes oil and goes off with Heather <laughs> to travel the world, and then all of a sudden in the Christmas special, she comes she's back not oil like memory of something, and she's not oil, and she doesn't remember Heather, and it's like not really clear what the hell happened, right? Um. But then I went on the wiki, and so what happened is that there was a novelization of the Christmas special. And so the person who wrote the novelization of the Christmas special filled in some things because he knew that didn't make any sense. (laughs) And so the way that they write it off, I don't like it either, but at least it closes some holes. Um, So it says that Bill and Heather traveled the universe together and visited all the places the doctor never got around to showing Bill. Only because he didn't tell her that he could still. Eventually, Bill decided she wanted to try being human again if Heather was willing to live a human life on Earth with her. They purchased a home together, went clubbing, and grew old together. And then they died of old age. Went clubbing? When Bill Bill died of old age, she gave Heather permission to go back and continue continue traveling the universe. As oil. twice upon a time, yes. Yeah. Bill's memories were retained by the Testimony Foundation, which uh, assumed her form as it interacted with the doctor. Yes. So Bill is dead. We know, so Bill is dead, but it's because she died of old, of old age, age after and clubbing became... and purchased a home with Heather. Just clubbing! <laughs> they purchased a home together, went clubbing, and grew old together. <laughs> clubbing, though. Went clubbing. Okay, but what? How about what did Bill do as a career? How did she have money for this home? How did they get money? (laughs) You don't make money when you go clubbing. (laughs) I think you're doing it wrong. Because I'm always rolling in dough after I go clubbing. My gosh. You're not. She was on the pole. Yeah. She was on the pole. She went. They went. To, they moved to Atlanta. Is what happened. King of Diamonds or whatever. That place like that's what happened. I mean, so we've talked about Bill Stockton, but like, I just don't. I don't see her as being very successful on the pole. <laughs> not saying that she's not a cute girl. I'm just saying she don't have all the requisite. Well, she goes to lady clubs, so like maybe it's different there. They respect women <laughs> they more. Go to strip clubs. <laughs> that one on the pole, she's there because she has a good brain, great personality. 
She's oh my god. Girl. When She's you a new girl from that episode of Atlanta. It's like that's her that's just her shtick. She's just always a new girl. Oh man. Uh, yeah, no, like it's when so it's you, funny because I went to check because I was like, is Bill actually dead? Like what is happening? When you think they can't do her any worse. That like that was not made clear in the actual show, which is something you can you can obviously it's really easy to just make instead of bringing Gaddis on here to play yet another character let's talk about what happened to Bill and then maybe we'll figure it out and it would have played right into the idea of the episode and we still could have done one or whatever in an episode three old white dudes but I digress then they fill it in and clearly it's like they did not think about it enough they were just like okay let's or, just make here's an excuse they, they didn't just, think about it at all that's the first answer and you net when you're brainstorming you always throw away the first answer clubbing oh she's a millennial so like obviously what she could clubbing. she be doing well Until obviously she, she went clubbing <laughs> She went clubbing until she died every night when she was 80. They were like, Bill, you back? Yep. Turn it up. This is my song. Ooh, this is my jam. What? She had a heart attack on the dance floor. She permission to go travel the universe again. It just, it makes no sense. I'm upset. I'm I'm more upset. (laughs) They do feel so dirty, like in the pros, in the show. Just stop All of it. All of it. Just, just say that you did not How know. How many times she ran into Penny? I wonder. Oh, with her Penny white alien girlfriend. Penny <laughs> was not at the club that much. Penny, that's what <laughs> happened. She was like, "I'm gonna go see what's up with Penny." And we Penny was like, "No, nah, man, you club Bill too much. To club. And I got stuff to do. I got a job." He's like, "I'm an introvert." <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think we ever see Bill go to the club. Where are they clubbing from? Oh, she was at the coffee shop. They did at the very beginning of the pilot. When she was making eyes with Heather. She was at like she a was club sitting down. She yeah, was not clubbing. Well, she dies of old age, so she's sitting down in the club a lot. While everyone's clubbing around them, so that clearly means that that's what they're meant to do for the rest of their life after traveling in time and space. I think it makes perfect sense. I. I'm more upset. <laughs> I think every, all of my questions were answered. That's why I was like, let me just wait till. Wow. Yeah. All right. On that note, can we just end it there? It just has, I think it has to be over. <laughs> With Bill on the pole. <laughs> Bill on the pole. Going clubbing. At 80. <laughs> she got one of, them, one of those walkers that have the seat on it so she can still be in the club, but she also can, like, you know, take a break when she needs it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Oh my gosh, she didn't have any. Okay, sorry. I still have to. I have to continue. (laughs) Like, keep going in this one fashion. In 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 talking about her as a companion is that she didn't have any career aspirations. Nope. She was the chip girl at the school that she didn't attend, even though she was probably school age and could have still been going. We don't know why she doesn't go to traditional school. We don't know what else she's interested in except for girls and like. Amy and Amy and apparently clubbing. Um, (laughs) Amy like switches careers a lot, but like at least she had some. Like at least they were like, okay, she's a young millennial. Like I understand where they got the idea of like, oh, who cares what her next job is? Millennials don't keep careers. Like the you know like the their idea of a millennial is sort of just like ah whatever so this like why, I understand. why aren't y'all buying diamonds and houses right like all that avocado, avocado toast, avocado toast, avocado toast. toast. 
and and covers for the club. But like, at least she had a couple of careers, and obviously they like had no idea what they actually wanted to do with Clara for a minute. They're like, oh, she was a nanny. And then, because in the in the other episode, she was the governess, and then she was really a barmaid or whatever. And then she's a teacher, and so it's like, okay, at least she has a career. Like, they eventually figured it out. Bill had nothing. She didn't want to do nothing she had the except club. for travel. She had the club. <laughs> I don't understand why you were confused. And, like, why couldn't they have just made her a student? Because the student... <sighs> has responsibilities and can't so does every other companion like can't possibly spend as much time at the club as bill needs to (laughs) to live the whole point is time travel so like they can have whatever career they want and be back and like obviously it's a joke that like he never gets them back on time but again that's at least interesting and 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 a specific thing okay i'm done with that last bit all right all right well anyway i'm disappointed in my twin and I, was I will so see. Excited. Thanks for joining us for TARDIS. I'll see y'all at the club. <laughs> <laughs> Check <laughs> us out at swagrosecreate.org. Also known as Where the club. Find... Really, Connie is upset because she realizes that that's her future. <laughs> <laughs> as Bill's TARDIS twin, she's like, oh shit. My yeah, future is the club, and I'm an introvert. Energy. I don't want to go to the club. Don't make me li- go to the club. I literally wore an introvert pin today, so like I'm really not ready for this to be my <laughs> Why career. Is this my, life? my career, yeah, because that's her career is club and owns a house mm-hmm. with an alien mm-hmm. with oil. Right, because wasn't Heather dead? Well, I guess she was dead too. Okay. Anyway, check us out at blackgirlscreate.org <laughs> where you can find our brand new Critical Companion series inspired by Doctor Who, where we dissect themes in nerd culture. So you should, you know, read and pitch. Be our companion. We're the Tarbis, and you are our companion, and you join us for a bit. Um, and we take you through time and space or something. Or you take us through time and space with your stories and your articles. Um, anyway, visit our website to find more about what that is. <laughs> we explain it way better, I promise. Tommy did some yoga. I love that stretch. That was, nice. <laughs> that was good. There's a real description on the website, so you can figure it out there. Um, <laughs> also, rate and review us on iTunes and wherever you listen to this podcast. Copy and paste those reviews across platforms, y'all. Help us find more people for our Tarbis who are not named Danny Pink. Yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, your mama's friends, uh, barbecue, post-it board thing. Just your, your your own Doctor Who communities. Tell them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just talk about us everywhere. Thanks. And Tarbis is now a part of the of Hard Knock Media. Um, we're really excited to join the Nerds of Colors podcast network, including the podcasts Hard Knock Life, Southern Fried Asian, DC TV Classics, Ask Bye Girls, Desi Geek Girls, We're Not All Ninjas in That Moment. Um, you can check out all these podcasts and ours at hardknockmedia.com. Um, knock is N-O-C, as in Nerds of Nerds Color. Boom. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to for, Keith. Just for being Keith, like, honestly... Um, I know, yeah. right? This is just like a small part of like the Keithness that is <laughs> worth shouting out. Yep. Um, and then, as always, follow us, follow us on Twitter at We Black and Nerds. Um, hat, use the hashtag 
Harbis to talk about all things Doctor Who. Join our Slack where we have a channel dedicated to talking shit about Stephen Moffat. Um, <laughs> and yeah, next time. That basically we'll, is what Who Watch is. That is what it's become. Um, next time we will be discussing River Song. Yes. Timelines. I'm ready. Oh, Lord. I'm so to... ready. I'm not ready because it gets was... so out of whack. I was really ready until y'all started talking in the shit on Stephen Moffat channel on Slack. <laughs> and I was like, wait, are y'all going about to ruin River for me? I'm trying not to. And I think I still like, I still really love her. I still love River. The I flaws just are there, have, but I still I love still her. I still have things. I have thoughts. But mostly I just want to talk about the timeline because that's awesome. It's like, And mostly it's not River. It's just Moffat. So, yeah. like, we can just transfer all of the stuff we have about River onto Moffat and then it's fine. Um, okay. So we'll do that next month. See y'all then. Do you skirt skirt? <laughs> <laughs> Blame Beyonce. The black girls have the box. <laughs> <laughs>